This is Real Talk, the Customer Insights Show with Jen Vogel, a top-rated live stream and podcast in the market research and insights industry. We stream live on LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube, and you can listen on all major podcast channels. Join Jen and her guests for a weekly discussion around topics that will help you understand your customers better. Real Talk is presented to you by Vox Popme, the leader in video research and ranked number one in qualitative research by GRIT two years running. Here's today's conversation. Hello, insights professionals, marketers, and everyone who wants to understand their customers better. I'm Jen Vogel, and today I want to talk about how companies can use consumer insights to create a better digital experience. Uh, to talk about that topic, I'm joined by Crystal Carter, head of SEO communications at Wix. Now, some of you might know, sometimes I have guests on the show that I've known for years and years and have worked with in the past or customers of ours. Uh, sometimes I have guests that I've never met before. Crystal and I just met a few minutes ago and we're already having way too much fun. So ready to dive into the conversation. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. I'm very excited. We're going to try to actually stay on topic and not discuss ice cream and other subjects, but you know, we'll see where we go. <laughs> okay. It's all good. I can't promise anything. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit about your role, your experience in digital strategy and your love of coming up with new techniques? Yeah. So, so a long time and a long time ago, you know, uh, I was just, I was just a girl on the internet. Um, now I'm a, now I'm a girl with a laptop and a dream. Um, and basically, um, I've, I've been online since dial up. Like, uh, my mom was really into the internet. Um, you know, back when there was hardly anything on the internet. Um, and so I've always been really, really active. Um, and I've always been online. And when I got into sort of my professional, um, into my professional role uh, as a marketer, sort of, I started doing marketing um, about 15, 20 years ago. And when I started getting involved there, I was doing more and more on websites all the time. Um, and at one point I was sort of, I was doing SEO, but I wasn't really calling it SEO, um, but I've always done SEO. And um, and then I moved into sort of freelance space and I've worked with, um, I've worked with, uh, you know, um, local authorities, I've worked with multinationals, I've worked with freelancers, um, and then I've worked worked agency side and working agency side with all of that that experience um, behind me um, of, you know, training as a, as a formal marketer, you know, with the CIM and that, that sort of thing and learning about the, the five P's of marketing and mm -hmm. all, of, all of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, bringing all of that to an SEO and very, very, very SEO focused um, role was really, really useful because I think it helped me to sort of understand um, to understand all of the different perspectives for for marketers in different different parts of their journey. So freelance folks, um, small businesses, uh, big 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 corporations, etc. It's been really useful, and I'm bringing all of that experience, both uh, working working um, agency side, in house, et cetera, et cetera, to my role at Wix, where I am working to help help just help discuss um, the SEO value around some of our offerings and make sure that people are able to understand the SEO value around some of our, our offerings. And also to um to um help make sure that we're we're delivering that SEO value um 
to in the best possible way. So um, I do a lot of time, uh, I spend a lot of time talking to um, SEOs and marketers at conferences and writing for writing for different, um, different publications, and also uh, talking to good people like yourselves um, <laughs> about about uh, Wix and SEO and how SEO um, has SEO drives business business deliverables. One of the things that I've, I've always very into um, when I'm working with people as an SEO um, is making sure that we're, you know, delivering uh, some actual value. So um, I, I've, I've often been quoted, I should probably get it on, put on a t-shirt, but you can't pay the bills with clicks. Um, so, you know, we need to make sure that whatever we're doing online is translating to actual actual um, business results uh, for, for clients and for everyone. That's so true. I love that. You can't pay the bills with clicks. So what are some <laughs> of the, what are some of the, you know, kind of actual value metrics that you strive for in SEO? Um, so I think, so <laughs> I, I, we're five minutes in and I haven't said it depends. So we'll, let's just get that out of the way. Um, so it depends on the business. Um, but I think that it, it should be tied to, to something that again, pays the bills. So um, some people say, think that SEO is about, about getting clicks, uh, and they, and about getting traffic, but it's not exactly about getting traffic. It's about getting the right traffic from the right people, people that are genuinely interested in, and can genuinely, um, benefit from whatever it is you're talking about. And also so that, um, so, so that you're able to, um, to provide them genuine value. So if you're, if you're talking to people about something that's, that's fairly informational, like let's say you have a product that's a little bit complicated, um, then you're probably going to want to talk to them about, um, like, let's say it's an ice cream maker. If we're gonna get, let's get back on the ice cream topic. Oh, yeah. um, so let's say, let's say it's an ice cream maker, and it's, and you've discovered this new innovative way to make ice cream, and you need to convince people that they should make ice cream in the way that you make it, and not the way that other people make it. Then you need to have a lot of information on your website that that's top, that's convincing people, and that's that's sort of top of the funnel sort of things. And you know, about, like, why do you make ice cream? How would you make ice cream? Why is making ice cream in this way better? Like. Like that that sort of stuff and you need to have those conversations before you try to sell them the 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 ice cream maker so so with when you're thinking about about seo you have to think about connecting with customers in lots of different parts of the journey um and and what and the value metrics that you attach to those things will vary depending on where they are in the funnel so if someone's talk if you're talking to someone about with this hypothetical ice cream maker if you're talking to someone about you know why is ice cream of value? Well, like, or, or you know, why why is it healthier or better or more more delicious to make ice cream in this way? Um, then then your metrics there will be will be around around brand, will be around uh, brand visibility, will be around you know the keywords that you're connecting with, around ranking, around share of voice. Um, for instance, then that, that those will be the metrics that you're looking at um, when you're looking at more more of you know once people are actually on the website and maybe maybe once people are getting more more visiting your you more regularly, then you're going to be wanting to think about like CRO. So um, so your conversion rate optimization. So how many people that that you're getting through the door? How many of them are actually um, actually clicking through to maybe see how much this ice cream maker costs or to get a demo or to try a sample or to join your newsletter or that sort of thing. But you, but it's really useful to have a conversion point associated with something with every, every section of the, of the, of the, um, of the customer journey and to, to make sure that whatever those conversion points are, that they connect with 
your overall business strategy. I've had it before. Um, it's an example I've used a few times where, um, you know, I had a total client. I was like, oh yeah, we've got you all these conversions. It's more conversions than we've ever seen. And we benchmarked it and it was like double, triple, like what they'd had before. Um, and they were like, oh, we didn't see that. I was like, what? <laughs> so we didn't notice that at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Jen, did you notice that? And she was like, no, I didn't notice that. Or did Bill, did you notice? Nope, nobody noticed it. Why? Because it was their funnel wasn't connected all the way all the way through. So we were we were looking at all the metrics on the on the website and thinking, you know, we've done a fantastic job, you know, pat on the back, uh, gold star for us, but but it wasn't actually following through to through the through to the rest of the of the journey. And you know, of course, most of the time you want you're going to want to have people um, you know convert online because it's very good. You know, you can do you can do follow up things like you can do um, if someone does a certain conversion, then you can then you can advertise to them. If for instance, you know, you can say, oh, everybody who clicked on this thing, we'll advertise it to them on Facebook or whatever it is. And so it's have that. But for some verticals. For some verticals, a phone call is a, is a better conversion. And yes, obviously we want them to do, be on online um, and, and do it directly. But for some verticals, it might might very well be a phone call. So so don't I think when you're thinking about your 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 um your the things to measure and the things that that make the best the best sense with with regards to your business, make sure that it works with your business and your you know your set of of tools. So. Um, you know, if, if what you've got is people on the phone, then, then, you know, try to try to drive people that way and obviously support them where you can. But for instance, there's a couple of different tools that you can get, like, um, um, Google business profile has a messenger app and you can, you can add messengers or you can message people directly via there. But if you don't have anybody to man that, then maybe that's not the one for you at the moment. Maybe Mm -hmm. you should think about it for the long term, but, but, you know, maybe that, that conversion metric isn't something that you should be looking at. Um, and, and sometimes if you're, if you don't manage it properly, if you don't think it all the way through, it can even be damaging because you have people who are saying, I emailed you and you never emailed me back or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is. And you don't, nobody wants that. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, I think it like, when you say it depends, like it definitely depends on the kind of business, but I think what you touched on is really important about the customer journey stages and that you're getting people the right content, the right information and the right education at different journey stages and measuring the right value metrics. Like you're not asking people at the top of funnel to purchase. Um, They're not ready. (laughs) They don't know what they're buying yet. Right. So you can't measure that as you know, a success metric of like, well, did they convert? Well, of course they didn't convert. They just (laughs) discovered you. So really breaking down those journey stages and understanding like, well, what do people need at the top of the funnel? Are we delivering that to them? And whatever, I I think it's a good, that seems like a good benchmark to say, you know, is like to measure a metric that pays the bills. Like everybody can kind of figure that out. It's not complicated. Like look at the one that's actually going to impact the next journey stage or get you the revenue or whatever that lifetime customer, um, as opposed to, you know, the, there's a million things we can track. There's so many metrics out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if you were to think about something like a cafe or something like that, you know, like there's, there's, you know, people who, there's the people who like come through the door. That's a metric for you. Like you have so many people that come through the door and, and like, and as soon as somebody comes through the door, you don't go, what kind of latte do you want? Like, you don't go just like straight, straight away. If they've never been to your cafe before, you give them a minute to actually like look at the menu, take in the vibe, like decide if they're going to sit down, like, so, you know, all of, all of that sort of, sort of stuff. So, so, you know, I think you've got to think about about you've got to think about yeah what what makes what makes sense for you and what makes sense for for the bill and again like if you're thinking about a cafe like um you know you're not going to necessarily like measure how many people bought t-shirts if that's not what you sell <laughs> like, <and> then, so, <laughs> um, 
You have no idea how timely that comment was having just was come from conferences where we're giving away t-shirts. It's like, you know, that's so funny. It's so true. Like it's a, it's a part of the experience, not actually what you're selling. Right. Yeah. And so uh, like really um, uh, treating it that way and measuring it that way is important. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So let's talk strategies. Optimizing your strategy for search engine is vital, right. To getting consumers to the website or, you know, educating them at that right point. Um, how do companies start using SEO strategies to understand, you know, who they're trying to reach? So I think that SEO SEO is really good because SEO gives you a lot of data. There's so mm -hmm. much data in SEO, um, and you have you have the information of you know people who are already already converted. People you have the information of people who are referring to you. You have the information about the people people who maybe aren't referring to you and are referring to your competitors. You also have information about the kinds of things that people are searching for. Um, so, so I'm just going to stick with my ice cream maker. I don't know if I'm going to like patent it or something, who knows, but, um, so if I have my ice cream maker and, um, and I want to figure out what kinds of like, let's say, let's say I want to write some content, some recipes to go with my ice cream maker. I don't have to guess which kind of ice cream, like which kind of ice cream recipes I should, I should do. I can Google, like I can look at the search data and see that everybody's really into raspberry ripple. That's what everybody really, really wants to know about. They all want to know about Raspberry Ripple. And I can use that to, and I can make a whole strategy around capturing everyone who's who's really interested in that. And not only that, but I can segment that around um, various different, around other other things. So I can I could segment it around like people who like Raspberry Ripple, but but um, are lactose intolerant. So we can go with like vegan, vegan ones. We can go with people who are on the keto diet. We can go with people who are sugar-free. We can go with people who are who are that sort of thing. And you can segment all of this by, by um, you know, by search volume data and all of that sort of stuff. And that will influence what kind of content we, we want to make. That can also influence what kind of products we want to make. So if we are thinking, so let's say, let's say, let's raspberry ripple. Um, let's say there that we we realize there's tons and tons of data around this, but nobody has has an easy way to make this. That we can figure out a way where, like, maybe we can maybe we can like help people shortcut this. Maybe we can help people. Um, maybe we can make a, a whole a whole recipe book around it, or maybe we can even make a product that had, like makes you know makes a sachet or something like a little flavor pouch pouch um, or whatever it may be. Um, but you can use all that, that all of that data to influence both the content that you're making and also also the um, also the um, the products that you're making. You can also use it to to help influence the you know improving your customer journey to satisfy that customer need. So if for instance you find that people who are searching on your website are, are let's say this ice cream one that you're getting a lot of traffic or a lot of people looking for ice cream makers or looking for vegan ice cream. And I say this as somebody who's dairy free. Um, so, so let's say a lot of people who are looking for homemade, homemade, um, homemade ice cream um, are vegan. Um, then, then that means that, that you can also um, help your customer service people to know more about the kinds of questions that they're going to get um, so that, so that you're creating better customer, customer experience as well. And this is all based on SEO data. So SEO is stands for search engine optimization. And this is, and this is essentially using search engines and, and what, which is basically like hive mind. It's what everyone's thinking, what everyone's talking about to figure out how we can, how we can satisfy customer need 
um, and how we can connect with customers where they are and even anticipate um, different things that they might need. Um, so we're so we're using data um, from lots of different sets to, to, to do this, um, both historic um, and trend data as well. Um, and even, and the other, other thing that we can do around around this to to better illustrate products and to give better people a better um, understanding of products, your business, your service, your offering as a whole is to use um, use the way that people are connecting or finding out about your business, the search engine, um, uh, to to influence how how we talk about our business. So. Um, Google is Google has been um, very talking very openly about um, about Google Mum and about um, and about making sure that and Google Mum stands for um, multi multitask unified uh, model, which is a nice. is an it's an algorithm that is around helping Google to understand tech not just text but lots of different types of media. So, so text, images, video, audio in lots of different ways and in multiple languages all at the same time. So essentially what this means is that our, the, the, the SERP, the search engine result page um, is going to, is becoming much more dynamic. And part of this is because we have inputs and outputs. So, so on your phone, you can, you can give information to Google as quickly as you can get information from Google. Um, and, and so this means that you can have more, more two-way conversations with customers online. So they can ask you questions in your Google, my business profile or your Google business profile, and you can answer those questions directly. They can upload images about, about, you know, your ice cream maker or your product. They can add reviews directly into the SERP. There's lots of different things that people can do there. So, so when we think about the search engine, don't think of it just as those plain blue links. Some people, a lot of people say, um, oh, I want to rank on page one of Google. And I'm like, which page? Like, which page are you talking about? The page that I see is different from the page that you see because it's all very, like, it's all very tailored to both the person searching, how they're searching, where they're searching, when they're searching, um, what device they're on, all that different stuff. So when you're thinking about um, when you're thinking about strategy, you should be thinking about how people are connecting with you as well. And, and uh, allowing that to to influence how you talk talk to your consumers and um and what you talk to them about and to to help to use it to help you to anticipate what they will expect from you um going yeah. forward interesting um i love i love what you said like everyone's page one is different the first thing anybody ever does if you say oh we're ranked number six for this keyword is they google it and they count right? That's like what everybody does. And it's always like, well, on mine, it's five on mine, it's seven, right? Like, so it's, it's so true that There's it's always, all, always different. Um, but as you're talking about, you know, kind of identifying trends, and maybe even trying to predict what people are interested in searching for, so you can help design that content or that product, like, where are some of the places that you monitor how things are changing? Like, how do you identify all of a sudden, in overnight, people are really into, you know, Raspberry Ripple, whereas yesterday it was all about chocolate. Like what happened and how do you <laughs> stay on top of that? Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of things. There's something called Google Trends, which is a really good tool, which allows you to sort of see which which things are trending, and you can see that very quickly. Um, also, keeping keeping your ear to the ground with regards to social media is really useful. Um, so Twitter is probably is 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 one of the one of the quickest ways to aggregate that sort of information because a lot of things trend really quickly there. But again, it will depend on your vertical. So. 
um for instance like if you were if like um I, I i say this as a mom um there's a lot of mom groups for instance that where they talk about lots of lots of different things and there'll be topics that will surface there quicker than they will surface in other things because like moms are really active on facebook for instance mm-hmm. um there's there's like gamers are really really active on reddit for instance, mm-hmm. um, if you are in a local, if you're in a local space, if you're, you know, I've, I've done work with, um, with local like law firms, for instance, there's, there tends to be a, like, like a local group, like a local Facebook group where people are saying, oh, when are the bins go? Like, when are the, when's the trash getting collected this week? Or like, mm-hmm. um, when is the library open or that sort of stuff? Um, mm-hmm. There will tend to be information there and you can spot trends there. So, so um, that can be quite useful as well. But I would say, so I would say that, that um, keeping your eye to the ear to the ground with regards to social can sometimes be really useful. TikTok has a lot of trends that pop up really, really quickly mm-hmm. um, around things as well. And, and you, this is also something that's really useful for SEO. So in your in your Google Analytics, you can have a look and you can see which which channels, which social media channels are are most linking to you, which will tell you where most of the most of your customers are. You can also have a look in your in your um, Google Analytics to see which websites are linking to you um, and get an idea of information there. Another good tool for finding out where your audience is is there's a tool called SparkToro, um, mm-hmm. and you can enter in uh, like let's you can enter in um, like a Twitter handle or a Facebook group or a or a podcast even, um, and you can you can see who you know, who's, where people who follow that, that, uh, that podcast, where they, where they also other, other um, places, places where they also uh, hang out. Um, In the UK, there's something called YouGov that allows you to, to see, to see similar things. Um, And if you're working, and if you are an individual who's really, really active in, in your industry, then another really quick litmus test for um, for for finding finding uh, trends or people to follow who are really good at who are really good at the trends um, is to is to um, to look at who to look at people people so I, if you're if, so for instance if I was to look up um, I, if I wanted to know if people that people people in my in my um, people that, who are my customers if I wanted to know if they were interested in Taylor Swift I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Let's say I want to know, oh, should we partner with Taylor Swift or like I, Taylor, if you're out there, like, hey, girl, hey. Um, but um, but yeah, let's say Taylor Swift. If I wanted to know, like, if Taylor Swift wanted to get involved with us, um, then I could go to Taylor Swift's website, her Twitter profile or her Facebook profile. And then I could see how many of my friends are following her. If there's none of my friends that are following her and I'm really in, and I'm really active in the industry, then it's probably not a great fit. I'm sure lots of them are because like, you know, Taylor's great. Um, but, but if that was the case, then I go, Oh, maybe that's not so good. So like, for instance, if you're thinking about, about connecting with influencers, for instance, which is great for SEO for lots of different reasons, partially because, um, Google also can crawl all of the, can crawl social stuff as well. Um, but, um, if you're if you're thinking of connecting with influencers, for instance, and they say, "Oh, I've got this many followers," if you go on their page and it turns out that none none of your none of your followers and you, let's say, you're following a lot of the people, none of your followers are following them, then uh, maybe not. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so you can review that review those things. So, I would say there's lot there's lots of good tools good tools for that sort of sort of thing, and they will vary depending on your on your on your niche. Um, uh, Pinterest, I think, can be really good for visual for, for visual um, uh, facing things as well. So if you've got you know an image heavy vertical, um, then then that can be a really good one as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, so many places that you can find that data. And um, I'm a huge fan of Spark Toro. Everybody knows um, we've had Rand Fishkin on the show before talking about it. We're huge fans of that tool and um, some of the other things you mentioned. I mean, it's a really good tip to kind of like look at influence. I mean, I'll give you a hint. Everybody loves Taylor Swift. So definitely partner with her. (laughs) But checking to see, yeah, checking to see like, who do you have in common or who of your audience? Like, because going back to what you said, you can get clicks from the wrong people. Um, yeah, sure. That's, not, like, that's actually quite easy. Um, but you don't, you know, that's not actually where you want to spend your time. Um, <laughs> and so, they can sometimes waste money as well. So if yeah. you're getting loads of clicks from people who are completely uninterested, then you're you're wasting customer service time, like trying to talk to them or trying to send them emails or like blah 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 blah. But it would be, but it's actually sometimes better to have fewer but better. Um, so it's something to think about. Totally. That quality over quantity for sure. And so I think a lot of what we're talking about is like, like quite a deep dive into the data. Um, Like, do you have any best practices for um, kind of looking at the data at a higher level um, to kind of understand the customers, your customers better? Yeah. So I think that for customers, for customer information, Looking at the looking at the information that you've got, um, for instance, from Google Analytics can be really useful, um, and even from pe- from from people like your like your customer service team and people who are front facing. So, if you have people who are in your sales team, or like let's say let's say let's talk about this cafe we were talking about um, in my in my fan, fun fancy cafe where we make our own ice cream as well. Um, uh, let's say I'm the I'm the cafe owner. And so, you know, I do, the, I sign the checks, I make sure we've got the ice cream coming in, I make sure that like the coffee machine is da da. So I'm doing that sort of stuff. But like my, the people, my baristas will know if people are regularly asking for, I don't know, soy milk or coconut milk or something. And they're regularly having to tell people we don't have coconut milk or soy milk or whatever it is. Um, so they, they will know that. And and that is valid information. Um, at Wix, for instance, we regularly talk to our partners and our and the people who who are regularly using. We have there's reams of customer interviews where we where we will go and sit down with people. And so how'd you find the how'd you find the platform? Like, how was it? What'd you think? Like, is this mm-hmm. good? Um, like, how, how are you enjoying it? How, what can we do? Like, how would we get all that sort of stuff? Like, take that time, talk to them. So you can you can speak to your customers and you can ask them as well. Like you can, you can just ask people generally, this is something that a lot of influencers will do and they'll say what, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be writing a new blog. What do you guys want to hear about? Mm-hmm. Tell me. And, you know, and the YouTubers do this all the time. They'll say, what should our next video be about? Let me know. And, and, you know, people will happily tell you um, what things they, what things they want to know about, what things they want to know. So, so, you know, you can do data that is, and, and, and you can also test so this was something that I heard from um, one of the guys from Instagram was talking about this, um, that, for instance, if you're if you're not sure about whether or not a topic um, is a good topic for a blog or is or is a good topic for, you know, for you to say, like a lot of people are investing in knowledge hubs on their website, which is a really good thing to invest in. Um, and where, you know, where you sort of like, let's say on the ice cream thing, let's say you wanted to make a whole bank of like, uh, like, uh, you know, ice cream A to Z, like every single flavor, every single variety, the whole history of, of ice cream, like all that sort of stuff. Um, so that you become a sort of authority, a topic authority on, on ice cream, for instance. Um, 
if you're not sure, if you're not sure if this is going to, if this is going to be something that people are interested in, or if, or if you need to convince management, for instance, before you, mm-hmm. they give you the money to do this wonderful idea, um, you can do a sort you can do a sort of proof of concept, um, uh, through a couple of social posts, for instance, like, let's say you write like one blog that's like, you know, a few, a few points on, on, you know, the history of ice cream or something. And then you can see whether or not people are actually interested in it. And if you're getting a lot of that traffic, if you're getting a lot of information, you're getting a lot of traffic, you're getting a lot of, you know, um, uh, retweets or, or shares or, um, or referrals, then you can, then you can think, okay, we can build on this Mm -hmm. and we are, we, and this has an audience and you can do the same thing with, um, with, um, and you can do the same thing, you know, via a tweet or via an Instagram story or that sort of thing to find out if people are interested in it. So I would say, I would say, use, use the tools that you have. You can talk to people. You can, um, another one that's really useful is, um, is to look at your reviews. Um, so, so I used to do, I used to do some, some work, um, uh, SEO work with a, with a golf course and, and I don't golf. I know nothing about golf. I am not a golfer. (laughs) Um, and, um, but I do have a friend who golfs. And so I, when I was writing, when I'd write content for them, I would, I would pretend like I was writing to Henry, my friend who absolutely loves golf. And, um, and when I was, when I was trying to figure out the tone, I would read their reviews and they had great reviews of people who would wax poetical about, about the sunsets on the course or, you know, how, how much, uh, you know, how many, how many, uh, links they were able to finish or like, um, all, all these different, different things. And so when I was writing content, like that would, I'd write about the stuff that all these, all these people were saying they loved in their reviews. And that's where I, where I, um, where I, I, I get a lot of the sort of content information for them. It's like, well, let's build on this, you know, momentum is really, really good. And also, and also it helps Google from a search engine point of view, it helps Google to sort of build a sort of, um, momentum and a sort of, a sort of sense of your brand. If like, if they're, if you're reinforcing some of the information that, that they're seeing in other places, um, and obviously like keep it classy, like we're not just like copying and pasting, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are, that we're, you know, speaking, we're expanding, we're adding some genuine value. So for instance, if someone says, oh, I really like this whole, or, you know, this, like the whole number seven is, is like my favorite, you know, if, let's say you've got some information about like how you built that with the, with the pond and with the view and like the wildlife that's there, or, like whatever it is, um, like, let's say you're able to like add some, add some rich, rich value to that, then that, then that's, that's really good. So I would say that there's, there's, there are a lot of qualitative uh, methods that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, that that will build on some of the some of the quantitative methods of the deep dive in the data and that, that and that sort of thing that can can allow people of all different sorts of um, sorts of approaches to to create that value for customers. Yeah, for sure. I'm getting all these ideas because um, I've recently like agreed to do some social media for my son's lacrosse league. And okay. like you're saying about golf, I know less than zero about lacrosse. <laughs> nothing. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just like go out to the parents and ask them what kind of content they want. Right. Yes. um, I love that. And, you know, it's so ingrained in my business self that the thought never occurred to me in my personal self, you know, (laughs) like that you might actually ask people like kind of what content they're interested in or, you know, what product they need or whatever that might be. And, um, but it's, it's, um, it's so critical to me, like, how can you deliver what your customers need if you don't ask them? And they love it. Yes. People love it because it can, because you can be like, oh, hey, remember that thing you asked for? Here it is. Like, there's something I follow on YouTube. It's um, uh, screen, screen junkies. And they do, they do honest trailers. 
of of movies and stuff yeah. and they and they say what what would you like us to review next and so before everyone they show a screenshot and they show like 12 like all the different screenshots and it'll be like transformers 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 all these different people who ask for transformers yeah. and they show it every time and so not only does it give make make the people who recommended it feel seen and heard but it also it also makes people more likely to contribute the next time um and it also means that as soon as you put that out they're ready and waiting for it and they're you know they're happy to happy to be involved in it again creates that two-way conversation yeah, absolutely. I've seen that a lot with content creators, like, you know, reviewing music, the twins that listen to the songs for the first time, it's everybody's like, you got to do this one and they do it. And, you know, that is how people get really popular and viral. I guess my question would be, like, as at Wix, like, as you're talking to customers, how do you get all of that really rich learning and great information? Like, I'm sure it doesn't just stay in SEO, right? And like, inform content, like, how do you then socialize that throughout the organization? So we have we have a very, 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 very large um, Slack community. I hope I'm not giving away too many trade secrets. Um, but we, but we are, but we we talk to each other across multiple most um, multiple verticals, um, and we we share that information um, widely. Um, and and if you so so where when. So we and we also have different different sort of um, uh, channels for different things. So, for instance, we have our we have our um, our uh, um, our partner community, and we you know have have multiple communities within the partner community. So so we have like forums, we have Facebook groups, we have um, we have uh, Slack channels where we have various different ways that we we speak to them, and then we have we also have stuff within the platform that's like a whole partner thing. Um, and the the partners talk to each other. They talk to us. They talk to they talk to their teams. All all, all of that sort of stuff. And and I think that online it's easier if you if you have if you have trust with your community and it's really like building communities is really really useful. Um, I think it's one of the reasons why Facebook recently had have they moved their like you you have a Facebook page you also have a tab that's community where people talk to their community so anybody can do this. Um, and I think having that two-way conversation is really useful. It can be scary mm. <laughs> um, because people might think, be like, oh, what if people are mean? <laughs> what if they sell, what if they tell us that they don't like our ice cream? Um, and you know, people, people or people worry, worry, worry about that sometimes. But um, you know, I think people expect to have a connection with with um, you know the services and the brands and the and the the teams that they work with. Um, so so you know I think don't be don't be nervous get involved. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think that um, I think the other thing that that sometimes so I've been working in marketing a long time and um, one of the things things that I've seen is is a shift. So it used to be that everything was very like we must make a report on the feedback we have had the feedback the feedback started and now the feedback has finished and we <laughs> will assess the feedback and we will make a report and we will deliver the report and we will publish the report meanwhile like the the whole situation is completely changed mm -hmm. by the time you've got all the way over here the whole situation is completely changed so i think that don't expect to do it once like, don't expect to have one conversation and for that conversation to be done. This is the same with SEO. Don't expect the SEO to be done. The SEO is an, I'm, I'm sorry, business owners who think they can buy SEO for once like, and have it done. It's not. And part of part of this is because, like, like I said, like what I was saying about the feedback is that it's changing. We're constant. Things are constantly changing. So as the tech changes, the SEO needs to change. 
as the tech changes, your customers' needs will change and the way that they engage with you will change. Um, and and so don't expect for it to be done once. The 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 way that we talk to customers is an ongoing conversation. And that's deliberate and that's by design um, so that we, so that we can respond and so that we can, so that we can, you know, make sure that we're constantly, constantly updating um, for, for our customers. And um, yeah, it's something that, that is, is valued, you know, all the way from, from the CEOs all the way to, through to like, you know, customer managers and everyone. So it's, it's definitely something that, that we, we take to heart. And I think that most businesses do. Um, but you know, it's good to, it's good to make sure that you're, that you're clear with your customers, that you're there for them and that you're, that you're, you know, happy to help and listen and, and, and that should absolutely inform your SEO. Yeah. I think it, it's really important what you said about it being an ongoing conversation, you know, like finishing the project and the feedback, like it is, you have to be in a constant conversation because people's needs change all the time. And it's really the only way to actually build empathy and think of them as people and not just dollar signs, right? Like these are human beings who have like needs outside of the, like how they relate to our brand or your, you know, so understanding the broader context in which we fit into their lives through those ongoing conversations, like maybe we can actually create a product that solves a problem we didn't before, or, you know, oh my goodness, this is so exciting, right? <laughs> but like, you can't do that with a one-off, you know, feedback project or, you know, oh, let's do 20 customer interviews and then be done. Like it right. does have to be this ongoing conversation, which is so important. And I love hearing that this is a, you know, a priority from the CEO, you know, throughout everyone in the business. Absolutely. And I think that like, I think that, um, I think that, you know, when you have those conversations, like people, people like love you. Like, <laughs> and I, um, you know, the, to be, to know that, to know that like, if you know, if you know that if something goes a bit, because not, not, nothing is 100% perfect. Nothing is 100% perfect. It's just saying like, I wish it was, but it, it ain't. Um, and if you're able to, but if you know that like, that like that person will be there for you to help you, like when, you know, if something doesn't, maybe doesn't go to plan or, you know, what didn't go how you expected or whatever, then, then that's, then, then that's, that's worth, you know, that's, that's worth something amazing. So if you think about like, um, if you think about iPhone, for instance, people love their iPhones. I'm Android, don't at me, but I'm Android, <laughs> but, but people love their iPhones, like love them. Um, and people love Apple and, and all that sort of stuff. One of the reasons why is because they have the Apple store and at the Apple store, they have the genius or whatever. So the, the, so, so if you're Apple, so let's say you get your iPhone and you think, I love my iPhone. I want to be an iPhone. And then you get it and you're like, what? I don't, how do I, what? Mm. Or like somebody drops yogurt on it or whatever. You can take it to the Apple store and you know that if you take it to the Apple store, someone will be there to help you. They're not promising that it will be perfect, 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 but they will promise that they will help you and they will do their best to help you. Um, and that, and that's one of the reasons why people love iPhones is because they spent that time and invested, um, that, that energy there. Um, and I think that, you know, that's something that I think that's something that, that any brand can, 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 um, can, can bring. And I think that, you know, um, digital, digital opportunities help that make that easier because, because, you know, you can reply, you can reply online, you can reply on forums. 
Um, you know, you can you can create a, a bank of help information. Um, I remember getting. I mentioned I'm a mom. I remember we had the we had the wrap around thing, and I and essentially it was just this big line of cloth. And I was like, I don't, what is this origami? I don't understand. <laughs> um, and the website though had a whole step-by-step, they had videos, they had, mm-hmm. they had pictures, they had things or whatever. And I was like, great, fantastic. And, and it was something that we loved and we cared about it. And like, you know, the, you're, if you do it right, then, then your product isn't just a product. It's not just some junk. It's a thing that people care about and love and, you know, look after and, and, and they, they, they will talk about your, for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And now, you know, as we're thinking about like efforts that are ongoing that are, you know, you need to constantly kind of be on top of and understanding and writing new content and creating new products. Like what are some of the ways that you measure success throughout the business? Like how do you measure that you're like actually understanding your customer and meeting their needs? So I think that there's a couple of, there's a couple of metrics with regards to, so if you structure your website, um, accordingly, then you can then you can sort of um, you can sort of understand understand that depending with some with some standard metrics. So, um, if you're not if you're not meeting your customers' needs, so for instance, I remember having a a, a client where where they were they had a landing page for a, a promotion, and what was happening was loads of people were coming to the landing page and no one was converting. Um, and and if you're if that's the case, then you're not meeting your customer needs. So if you're if you're like we have a solution and people are not interested in your solution, then you're not meeting customer <laughs> need. Mm-hmm. And there's a few different reasons why that might be. It might be because it's not the right solution. Or it might be that that the website is not configured in the appropriate way to help them to see that it is the solution that they need. Um, so with this particular client, um, I was like, you need to put that sale button right at the top. And they were like, what? I was like, the landing page, you just told everybody in this newspaper, it was a print ad, national press, um, come to our sale. It's amazing. And then you get to the to the webpage and you can't find the sale. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody wants that. I'm like, those people are here for a purpose. Put the button at the top. And these are people are for, very far down the the funnel. So put it right at the top. Um, if you've got, and so, so yeah, if people aren't converting, conversion, conversion rates are a really good metric of whether or not people are converting. Now you have to have the right conversion metrics because, because again, like we said, not everybody is there to buy straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're re- measuring conversion, that's really, really useful. There's some great CRO tools. There's something called Google Optimize, um, which is completely free. And you can, and it lets you move around different parts of your website to to see if you should use a green button or a red button, or if you should put the button up here, or if you should put the button down there. And you can test these things before you like spend a lot of money on dev and tech and stuff. Um, for Wix websites, we allow you to duplicate pages, so you can test pages that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can duplicate your whole site if you want to, um, and and you can you can test different pages pages that way to see to see if you're getting if if you're if customers are going through in the, in the right way. Um, I would also say, again, it's worth, it's worth, um, monitoring your, your reputation around, around, um, around reviews and around, um, and around social, for instance, um, the, the Wix CMS gives you a lot of information with regards to, or it gives you a lot of opportunities to connect with social. Um, so it's really easy to like, do like plan your social media and all that, all of that sort of stuff. Um, there's also, um, some good information around reviews. So reviews, will often show up in the SERP 
for both your product and your brand. Um, so if you look up like, um, I don't know, Holiday Inn Tahiti or something like that, it, when you mm. Google it, it will show with the stars for that hotel before you even click to it. Um, so having good reviews is good SEO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so having a think about about how, both how that is rendered on your website, um, whether you're using a third party app, like say like Trustpilot or TripAdvisor, or we have FIFO in the UK, um, there's Revu, there's other ones, um, depending on which one you're, one you're using. So how, how that's rendered on your website as it can be really good for SEO and, and like before you can get there. And also, and also um, different things like the reviews within your like structured data. So um, if you have structured data on your website, that can help you to render um, for those things to show better on the, on the SERP um, for both products and for, for businesses directly. Amazing. My gosh. So many, like, I just really appreciate so many like actionable, like tangible outcomes from this conversation. You only said it depends once. That was honestly. (laughs) Thank you. I like stuff you can do. Like let's take it off the list. (laughs) I'm with you. Yes. We love a to-do list. We love to be able to say, yes, we've done that. We've done that. Now put it to the bottom of the list. You can do it again, probably. But it's, yeah, I really appreciate the kind of actionable outcomes from this conversation. This has been so great. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. And what's your dog's name? Who's that back there? Oh, that's Henrik. And he is just cuddled up on the couch. He's been wandering around behind me the whole show. And he's been so quiet and just the goodest boy. Oh, He deserves a treat, a fully optimized treat. He does deserve a fully optimized treat. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening today. Um, Our next two episodes are going to be live from IIEX in Austin next week. So if you're there, please join us in person, and we will see you then.